0: Hello and welcome to Live Love by Design TV. I'm Karen Chaston, the founder of Live Love by Design, the host and executive producer of this amazing TV show, a place where you will learn to live and love each and every day, to love who you are, to love your life and to create your dreams faster. And today, I have another amazing guest. I just love the people who come to me so that I can share on this show these people, what they're doing in the world, what difference they are making. And today, it is the beautiful Maria Paterakis. Welcome,
1: Maria. Hello, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me, Karen
0: i am so glad you are going to be a most amazing guest i just know you are now maria is the host and producer of retiring with joy tv a show that supports women yes women go girls to live with passion purpose and vitality not only before they or after they retire but building up to it so that they can Mm. live and love their
1: life. So tell us a little bit more about that, Maria. So I'm also a women's counsellor, which is the real foundation of where this, um, idea came from. I wanted to create a program that helped women transition um, into their retirement because I think that women um, we we kind of have some very unique pitfalls that we can fall into um, if we're not careful. And I want women to really enjoy their retirement. I guess it came from watching um, a lot of women around me when I was growing up do that transition and not be living the life that they want.
0: I totally understand. There are so
1: many people
0: who are living on Social Security. Their pension uh, is what it's called in Australia. And they really are not thriving. They
1: Sometimes they're just merely surviving, aren't they? They are. But also for women, there are some emotional social pitfalls that you might even have the funds to retire, mm-hmm. but you still fall into these pitfalls because you're not prepared for the emotional transition that needs to come with retirement. Oh, that's
0: an interesting thing. But I want to go back because I'm all a right. great believer of who we are today is the sum of all of our experiences.
1: Absolutely. So we're
0: going to go back. So I'm going to go the little, you know, the little time machine. We're going to go back to Maria and your inner child. So, tell Do me- we want to do that?
1: <laughs> really? Of course we do. Let's go there. Let's, Let's
0: go, there. go there. So, Maria, who were you as a child? Like, give me a little bit of your background, you know, where you came in the family, all those sort of things. Just briefly.
1: Okay, so I am the oldest of three girls. I was born in Darwin, the Northern Territory. I like to say I was conceived, born and bred there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I lived there well into my 30s. Um, so
0: just a sec, were you in Darwin, were you born before or after Cyclone
1: Tracy? I was nearly two years old when Cyclone Tracy hit. and okay, I So can't, you were aware of it then? Yeah, I, well, I don't really remember it, but I remember senses about it. Mm. And, you know, in, in work that I've done to heal myself and, and grow as a person, because you need to in my industry, you can't mm. be carrying your baggage because it can end up on your clients. Mm. Um, yeah, a few things have come up about Cyclone Tracy. And, I'm sure and, it would have. The yeah. devastation of the for, for people who, who aren't, weren't
0: around at that time, which was I think it was 73, was it? Around there anyway. 74, uh, 74. 70. I was close. That was pretty Nearly. close. In, end of 74, almost 75. Yeah, because it was Christmas. I remember it was very much at Christmas time. And for people who don't know, who don't live in Australia or, or weren't around at that time, all of Darwin was more or less wiped out by oh. this cyclone.
1: Yeah. At,
0: and at, at Christmas time.
1: And our story is that we lived in a, a series of, of, of apartments that my family owned. Um, and we were in the first one and being Christmas Eve, the men were playing cards in the last one, um, and having their drinks. Um, and they couldn't hear the wind the way we could. And they weren't taking as, as the times are and the generation, and the culture, because uh, in case you hadn't gathered by Paterakis, um, my last name is Greek. Um, oh they weren't taking the ladies very seriously about needing to move. So by the time we did move, um, our apartment was half full of water. We had a power pole uh, sparking into the apartment. Um, and when we were leaving, so it was just me and my younger, well, my second sister, because the third yeah. sister came after, yeah. Um as we were leaving, the, f- the roof flew off and it flew off backwards. Luckily, if it had flown off forwards, it would have crushed us. And we spent Cyclone Tracy in, in a row of cars against a wall at the school next door. Oh my God. Now, I don't want to go into this too much, but this is quite
0: interesting.
1: So how did they know that was a safe place to be? Well, it was just the, the only place they could see that could shield the cars from the wind. Oh, more wow. than anything else, it was just about where can we go, and it was like because it was nearly everyone in that apartment block, and a lot of them, well, not all of them, but some of them were, you know, Greek heritage as well. So it was all about, you know, all all these people were like, we had nowhere to go, we couldn't get there fast enough.
0: Yeah. Now I can understand why this would affect you, even though you don't consciously remember it. Yeah. Obviously, from a uh, subconscious, unconscious perspective it would be very much in your psyche seeing the devastation of the area and then being part of the rebuild of that because i know a lot of people left
1: darwin at that time and did choose to rebuild no well we 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 stayed we went interstate my mum my sister and i my aunt and my cousin were sent to adelaide and my dad um and his brothers stayed and brother, and uncle and you know they all just stayed and rebuilt yes uh, you know it wasn't just that um i was separated from my dad after a trauma um i lost all of my to- toys i was the first born girl in the family in australia and mm-hmm. i was the first one to get my grandmother's name so there was like a, there's one photo that remains of me at my first birthday and you can barely see me amongst the toys Oh, my God. So I lost all of those and I never yeah. really had a teddy after that. So there's all these really, um you know how people had security blanket animals? Yep. I never had that.
0: Neither did I, but that's another story. Yeah,
1: but <laughs> I don't know if that would have been different if Cyclone Tracy hadn't come along. I just don't know. Interesting. But, so yeah, so I lost, you know, big giraffes and rocking horses and all these and amazing
0: this, things. This, I can understand then why... You have retiring, right? Retiring with joy, because obviously joy is important to you. Because mm-hmm. you had the joy, and then obviously it was, you know, taken away from you. So then let's move on a few years. Yes. So, um, so obviously you you rebuilt in that area, and then you. Um, is there anything else that you want to sort of touch on? You know, in your growing years, your high school years, or, or why you? Yeah, well,
1: you know, the the other sister came along, so there was three of us now, and we were living in a in a really nice, comfortable home in one of the suburbs. And my dad was had a concreting business, so he, the cyclone obviously affected all of us. Any leftover concrete, he would bring over and fill the walls. So yeah. we live in a concrete bunker with Greek arches. It's great. Okay. Um <laughs> But it's the house that we all go to. My big fat Greek wedding. Is this what yeah. we're <laughs> My mother got very upset at that movie, and she was. Oh, Why? Right. Hilarious that movie. That's means. not us. We don't. We don't do that. I'm like, yeah, we do. <laughs> <mom>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. It was pretty
0: accurate. It <laughs> was, was actually. Actually, you look a little bit like the lady who starred in that, and she wrote it too, didn't she?
1: Well, I've been confused for El McFeast as well. So you take your okay, pe- Yeah, I, I can see that. Could I could see that it. too. Um, so, um, yeah, it, it, it was interesting times. But I had my cousins around me growing up and we had a lot of extended family, uh, well, you know, friends that we considered family. Mm-hmm. But, you know, school, I loved making friends. I loved being around people. In fact, school was one of my favourite things to do, except for the bullying. I was quite intensely bullied all the way through school. Um, and, and why was that um m- my weight my appearance yeah. yeah um the fact that I was Greek mm-hmm. um you know it was the days when we used to get called wog a lot and not in a nice way I really appreciate um what uh what Effie and Nick did in Acropolis now yes. um to to get that term and for us to strangle it back just for us you know it's a uh, it's a it's a running joke amongst us that a lot of people aren't allowed to use, and that's good mm-hmm. because it used to be quite. Um, yeah, the Greeks and the Italians were definitely called that. I can yeah, yeah, but
0: I can also remember um, speaking to a, a Greek friend of mine. Oh, he was in his thirties, and his name was Nick, and he said that he was bullied at school, but he was always called F Nick, never Nick. And mm-hmm. I thought, and, and I said, he, and he said it was quite traumatic. I said. Yeah, I can understand that. I said, but it is pretty clever when you think about it. He goes, yeah, as a 30-year-old, I think it's clever. But as a eight-year-old, I did not think it was clever.
1: Yeah, well, they thought they were clever too when they were calling me Faderakis, but it was oh, quite... Yeah. It was almost like bringing my ethnicity and my and my appearance together and shaming me for both at the same time. Mm-hmm. And um, I, obviously, you're, when you're in school, you don't realise that's what you're doing to someone. But these things, it took it took a long time to um, to just go. It is where it is. But I think that you know you can. I'm I'm not upset with those people anymore, and I have, have done you a lot given them. Absolutely. Absolutely. They were yeah, children. Good on you because that's a really important thing, mm-hmm. to
0: forgive yourself and to forgive others. I mean, that's what pe- people forget. They carry, carry these grudges and they get angry at these people, whereas they realise it comes down to, you know, they, they don't even remember it. Like they're not mm-hmm. even aware of it. So it's time for you to forgive yourself and to forgive them.
1: And, and, you know, I teased someone, I used to go to Greek school and I teased someone so bad one day, he punched me in the eye. So I'm not innocent either. And not that his violence was acceptable in any way. But, um, you know, we were kids and we were doing things that we thought were funny. And if if we can do it to someone, someone can do it to us. And we've got to forgive the other people. And we've got to forgive ourselves for our hand in it. We're not we're children yes we, we know better as we get older and I guess my bigger issue is not with um children who bully it starts there but it's those who then keep it going and they do it in the workplace to others that's where my um I have and I had that happen to me as, as well I was bullied through uh, a, quite a bit of my workplace um history too um and now in my work I'm meeting women who have been bullied out of the workplace by younger women because they either want their positions or they don't appreciate their their information or whatever's going on for that person. They might remind them of their mother or their grandmother or someone they don't like. But it, there's women who are being, um, who are older, who are being bullied out of the workplace. And then these women are stuck and they've got, they're in their 50s or they're in their they've been re- retired soon and they weren't expecting that transition and they're in shock. Yes, I can understand yeah. that.
0: And that's what comes back to the live, love, by design and, and mm-hmm. the four pillars that we love to touch on, especially when we're in these sort of conversations. And it does come back to the very first one, which is the all about you. Mm-hmm. Now, when you know who you are mm-hmm. and you know where you're going, mm-hmm. it's it's not that easy for people to bully you. No. People You are confident in who you are. You have your self-worth, your self-esteem. And you understand that the stuff is their stuff, not yours. So you don't take it on. You may politely turn around and say, do you realise that what you're doing is about you? And because you have very low self-esteem, you feel that it is okay to bully other people.
1: And and some people have feel like there's an entitlement as well to, for them because they think they might be better than you. There's an entitlement for them to be uh, treating you the way they do. I've worked in politics and and in and in senior management. I've had work closely with senior managers in all sorts of departments as well, and it's quite interesting to watch the people who bully out of entitlement. Yes. So, But do that that also, in my opinion, and I'd
0: love to hear your opinion on Mm. this, comes back to the people who feel they're entitled to things are normally the ones who deep inside are not that loving of themselves. No. No. And that's why they bully other people. They don't understand that the more I love who I am, the more I can love everyone else and the more I can have better relationships, which is the second pillar of live love by design. All about your relationships absolutely and and that's what people just don't understand a lot of the time which is why I love speaking to to people like you to show how simple it is to actually live a
1: life where you really do love who you are and love your life and when you love who you are and love your life then everyone else benefits from that that you love as well And I think that as women, sometimes we can get stuck and we think we've got to give, 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 give. We leave the cup half empty for ourselves. But what we don't realise is that we're leaving ourselves half empty for everyone else too. And we're not able to have the kinds of relationships we want to have. That's right, because we're burnt out from just giving
0: and, and, you know, and, and I've said this many times, when you are saying yes to other people, you need to make sure that you're not saying no to yourself. Yes, because a lot absolutely. of the time we do say no to ourselves, and we wonder why we end up in resentment and depleted. And when is what about me?
1: When am I going to have my time? Absolutely, absolutely. And and when are you going to have your time? And some people say, "I'll do that at retirement." But you but, won't. But you won't because you're you working now. More. Now is the best
0: time in the world. As everyone knows, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. And the second best time is right now. Now. So now's the time, which is what I love about your retirement with Joy, is you are planting seeds for these women so that they can ensure that their retirement is going to be full of joy, that they are going to have passion and purpose and, and vitality you know, how many people, I know so many people, and actually a good friend of mine, he retired one week and he was dead the next week. Hmm. So, and he was only 65. Like, that's so young. Yes. Hey, if you're 20, it's probably not young. But believe me,
1: it goes like that and you'll be there before you know it. Before you know it. Well, my, my, I guess the other thing that influenced a lot my life is that my father and mother have a 16-year age gap. Okay. So my Is dad's your mother's
0: 16 years older than your father? No, no, the other way around. <laughs> I know.
1: But my father turns 88 next year.
0: Wow, he's the same age as my mother.
1: Mm. And I'm 45 and I'm his oldest child. Yes. yes. So, um, and so my he, he was, home. yeah, he was very,
0: um, he was a mature um, adult mm. when he actually had children.
1: And I kind of followed. I was a mature adult. I had, I had my first child in my late 30s and then my second child at 42, which is how old Dad was when he had oh, me. wow. So um, it's, uh, it's uh, interesting to um, see how young he still is. Yes. But how not young my mum is. Oh, that's interesting. And the reason is that um, he's been really well looked after.
0: <laughs> and most greek men are
1: they are but my mum has done a lot of looking after Everyone others, has. but not a lot of looking after herself and so i think i'm very mindful of that in my life and um i you know i'm not innocent of it in any way but uh, you know if you don't start again should have started 20 years ago but i'm very happy that i've started now yeah, good and, on you. yeah and and the thing is that you if you're not going to start If you're not going to start, you can start any time, but don't be under the misconception that you will retire and then start. That's right. Because it is a misconception because if you never have before, if you've never set boundaries, if you've never said no and you've said yes to others and no to yourself, it doesn't start overnight. This is a process. It's it's it's, It's creating a new commitment to yourself and the commitment has good days. And the commitment has bad days and it's a process. It is a process.
0: And I'm a great believer in actually not only being, uh, I I always say I'm only in competition with yesterday me, Mm. but I'm also very aware of yesterday, yesterday me and I'm very aware of how she is progressing each day. And making sure at the end of each night I reflect on the day, I look at everything that you know, I would do exactly the same next time. I'd look at everything that I may change next mm. time. And I like to look at what I've learned, either about myself or the world or others, mm. now, to make sure that I am continually growing, that um, that I am becoming the person that I want to be. And the only way we can do that is to keep track. Absolutely. And a lot of people don't keep track. And I'm not saying keep track on... Um, the nasty things in life Um, it's about keeping track on where you're at and how you're growing because Mm -hmm. we don't if we when we reflect back of who we were say at the beginning of the year to who we are at the end we can say yeah I've grown I've learned a lot I've done things but doing it daily it helps you to grow even more it helps you to see where you want to go and how you can close that gap continually
1: And I have to say, starting my own business (laughs) um, has really pushed the boundaries in so many ways. But isn't
0: that good?
1: Isn't it wonderful? So it should. And I think there is, I don't think that there's an end date for that. I mean, I, one of my. I think
0: the end date is when you actually go on to your next adventure.
1: That's right. Yeah. On the other
0: side, I mean. On the other side.
1: Yeah, I got that. Yeah. I'm just
0: making sure that our viewers got that.
1: Um, the, the beauty of it, well, if you, I'll, I'll be more clear. If you value personal growth, mm-hmm. you will always put that as a priority in your life. And,
0: and I honestly believe that you will be doing personal growth until the day you die. Absolutely. And if you're not, what, what's the point of living? Mm. Like what's the point of living in what I love to call your Groundhog Day days? Because that's what I was like when I was in my CFO role. It really was every day was the same. And and what's the point of that? I know how to do that. So what's the point? Why not learn something new? And I'm not saying go bungee jumping or anything like that. But why not make sure that you are, as you say, having a joyful life? Absolutely. So what does joy
1: mean to you, Maria? Joy. I think joy, um, it, it comes from within, from a place when you realise that um, you don't have to, you know, it's so interesting, you don't have to control everything. Ah, oh, yes. I I have to say I have my control freak moments, um, but I'm far more releasing now. Yep. Allowing. Allowing, flowing mm. and expanding. I love that expanding thing. Yeah. Uh, and. I think joy is when you create um, a life that involves people that really inspire you and stimulate you and help you grow as a person and you do the same for them. Um, I think joy is taking those moments and not, and really being present for, for, for them. You know, I have a very busy life. I have two small children. I have a fly-in, fly-out husband and I
0: have... I, just for some people who might not understand, what does
1: fly-in and fly-out fly mean? Okay, so my husband flies out to a mine for 10 days and then he comes or oh, 11 days and comes home for 10. And for other families, it's more than that. It might be two weeks on, one week off. Okay. Um, we have the best roster we've ever had at the moment. But I've always known that to be the case. It yep. was like that since I met him okay. and he was in the mine, so he was always going to be flying fly out. Okay. Um, cool. So there's 11 days when I'm parenting on my own. Yes. And really the first couple of days I am a little bit as well, because he's so tired when he comes home from working, you know, 12, 14 hour days for 11 days straight. Mm -hmm. So um, you, you are parenting more on your own. I've got this new little baby called retiring with joy going on as well. And um, it's full on. So creating space for yourself and time for yourself, but you, no, I was going to say, what is joy is taking those little moments when your child is doing something amazing and just stopping.
0: Yes, I, I think that is so good. I can remember Shonda Rhimes, um, who is the writer and executive producer of so many amazing uh, series like Grey's Anatomy and I think she, um, I think she produces um, How to Get Away With Murder and all those sort of things and she's a, she's a single mother. And she actually made a comment that she was running out one um, night. Uh, she had to go to some um, movie or premiere or something. And her child just said, "Mummy, Mummy, please just look at this. Please come and look at it. And she said, I'll, I'll do that tomorrow. And she walked two steps and she went, no, I won't. And she came back mm-hmm. and she sat down and she was half an hour late to where she was meant to be. She said, that that was the most perfect thing she could have done yes. in that moment. And then she rearranged her whole life because she realized that her children grow so quickly. And let's face it, oh my God, I'm 61. I was 21 not that long ago. It just went so quickly. And it's really good to understand that it's the moments that matter. Mm it's that's and on your deathbed you're going to remember the moments you're not going to remember these great big awards that you no. won and all this sort of stuff it's going to be the moments
1: that your heart was touched
0: or you absolutely
1: and i love to say that gratitude is just um taking being present in the positive oh, so totally. when you- yeah, so when you're giving gratitude for something, you've come to realise something in your life yeah. and you're being present in, a, in the positive, you know? And gratitude and love cannot exist
0: at the same time as fear. You no. Know, I love that. So when you're in those two spaces, you're out of fear and mm-hmm. fear is what stops us from doing most things.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So, and what are it doesn't it, you are, feel right? the fear and you, or you feel the fear and do it anyway, which is what's happened yeah. for me for the last two years. I've felt it the fear and did it anyway.
0: I know, and no matter what you fear, it never happens anyway. You think, oh, this is going to happen,
1: this is going to happen. How often does it happen? And even, and even if Fair it, it does, what's the worst thing about that? Maybe you're meant to learn something from it. Maybe you're, you know. I I love that saying that, you know, the the universe is designed for us and it happens for us, not against us. So if you're looking for the the wisdom in it, um, you'll find it. Maybe not straight away, maybe in hindsight, but you will find it.
0: Yeah. I always like the other one, which is um, if you want to make the universe laugh, tell them your plans.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Very good. Okay. So what are the pitfalls for women when they retire? okay so the the first one that i know about is that they overestimate the longevity of their relationships from their work oh okay so they explain that i'll explain it so what they do is they think that their relationships at work are going to be long-standing relationships oh when they're not there every day when they're not there every day and one or two of them might be but a lot will fall off and if you think about other transitions you've made in your life. Like if you've gone from one workplace to another, it's been the same. But the difference is you're not going to another workplace and actively and creating new friendships. So you don't miss them so much. But when you retire and if you don't go out and actively create new networks, your world becomes this.
0: Yes, I can imagine that. Yes.
1: Yes. But not only that,
0: your day becomes very long. Yeah. Because you're not doing things. You, like you need a reason to get up every day and to go and do things. As If you're just sitting around going, okay, it's 7am and I'm up and I've done my
1: exercises,
0: so now what am I going to do all day?
1: Yeah. Like I'll start, start watching, long day. I'll start watching the morning programming and I'll just kind of have it playing at the back while I potter for the rest of the day. And I'm not saying that days like that aren't good for you because they can be very course, good for you. But not...
0: 365 days,
1: of the, days year. of the year yes okay that
0: totally makes sense so you help them to find networks to join is is that part
1: of it you like you suggest things on the show or yeah we well I talk about things like that yeah absolutely I've, I've got a support group on the show uh it's called um retiring with joy filling the world with feminine sunshine because Ooh. my my mission is to help wisdom help women share their wisdom their light and their feminine sunshine yeah. that's my my motto <laughs> Um, so yeah, I've talked about it and it's really about, it's not, it doesn't have to be very hard. You just need to join a couple of groups or in like, I moved to the Gold Coast three and a half years ago and I knew, I only knew one or two people and they lived far away from me. So I had to create my whole entire new network. I just went to the same coffee shops Okay. and sat down and had coffee on the same day at the same coffee shop, you know, and, and you when started I started talking to people, and I just started talking to people, and I made the owners became my friends, and and I'm still connected with all of them. And I have to say, the Gold Coast is
0: very much like that. Now, I live, I moved to the Gold Coast when I was 19, and I left when I was I think um, mid mid 40s. Okay. So, and and I do intend to go back there next year. But, um, but apart from that, I find that the Gold Coast of all areas I've lived in, people are more open to friendships because most people have come from somewhere else. Well, see, Darwin's the same. Yes. That's but how you make Sydney, friends in Darwin. In Sydney, they can be a little bit more clicky. Plus, Sydney's so big, it is hard to have relationships with, you know, some people you work with because you could live an hour away from each other in the opposite direction sort of thing. Yes. So I do understand that where the Gold Coast is a lot smaller geographically. Mm. Uh, But I do like the fact that you went out and you didn't sit at home and you thought, I need relationships. And we all need relationships because being lonely is, it makes you angry. It makes you um notice all the negative things in life as opposed to when you're you know you you can be more positive as you said and I just feel that relationships come time can be
1: undervalued I, th- I think also that you can all um, you can forget how to create relationships if you go too long and you stay too long with yourself yes um, especially for women who are retiring on their own yes there is a real risk that you end up being a homebody and not doing much else um, other than your family. And not that that's a bad thing, it's just that it's not the most, you're not living a well rounded life. Exactly. You know? Yeah, that's and
0: even if you have kids, like the kids are busy living their life and they've got kids and all those sort of things. Mm-hmm. So it's not as though they can be with you every week. That's right. That's and, right. and you know, and you've, as an when you reflect back on your life, you reflect back to, well, I wasn't, you know, I was busy creating my life and growing and, and, you know, building my expertise, which is our third pillar of the Live Love, all about your expertise, making sure that you can provide for your family as well. So you can't expect your children to be continually around. Sure, you expect them to be around, mm. but not in the 24-7 continually there for you. I just want to end up like Mother and Son, that show that was on. The oh,
1: gosh. <laughs> um, no. So, <laughs> so the other thing that happens is that people can underestimate the value of having a routine and structure in their day.
0: I totally agree with that. I'm so into setting up the rituals and doing them. Then it doesn't have to be at the same time, but as long as you do things every day to ensure yes. that you are, you know, living and loving your life.
1: Absolutely. Totally. Because you can end up having your days kind of like flow into each other if you haven't got some kind of structure, um, and not getting out of bed, you know, like your bedtime, your, your, the time you go to bed can get later, and the time you get up can become later, and all of a sudden, your night becomes your day if you're not careful. Yeah, that, and that's not good either. It's not good at all. So mm-hmm. that that's a, another another pitfall. Um, mm-hmm. A really big one is loss of identity, and okay, so explain that. So often we identify with our roles and not And our with professional role. Our right. professional roles. And not, not just our professional roles, but other roles in life. Wife, yep. mother. Yeah. These are all roles. They're not you. Hmm. So when you identify, over-identify with your roles, you kind of lose yourself. Yes, I totally get that. And I think that what I one of the things that I do in the first day of the program that I run, because I run a two-day retiring the joy program as well, is that we look at solid, uh, really getting you strong um, and your ide- your identity as you, yes. as Karen, as yes. Maria, instead of it being about your roles. And then using that to build and work out what, which is the next one, your passion and purpose are because when you lose your identity you can often not know what your passion and purpose are as well so we work out what your passion and purpose are so that you know what you want to do for your third act
0: yes and i love that i actually did a um i heard uh jane fonda talk and she Ah. actually calls it her third act the ascension yeah and i just loved um that terminology and i think it's so great Because, you know, we are all playing a role. I've always said we're all just down here living in a movie. Uh, We've created who we want to be. We create who we want to hang out with. And I'm glad you were in the picture, Maria. And (laughs) all that. You know what I mean? We are all here to live this role, to find. We all have a purpose in our life. and And why not be passionate about our purpose? Mm. Uh, which is so great so moving on to this the fourth act because we're fast running out of time no that was
1: the fourth passion and purpose yes
0: and and I was, yeah oh. I was just saying the fourth uh, live love pillar oh. uh, about wealth creation because I feel this is very important for retirement mm so what advice do you give people um, or experts do you help come in to help people to build so that their retirement isn't a um isn't sort of so scarce
1: well i think that the first thing and the most important thing is to know who and what you want to be and what you want to do in your retirement or your third act Mm -hmm. so um I did write a blog this week, which was about um, a whole range of things around retirement, but in particular superannuation. And I'm no superannuation expert by any means. Now, just a sec, for people who are overseas, our
0: superannuation fund is what our employers pay into um, during our working life so that we have this nest egg when we retire. And I know it's called other things in other countries.
1: Yes, so so what I wanted to say about that is that a lot of women are saying to me that they can't afford to retire yeah um and other women are saying why would I want to retire I love what I'm doing I'm never going to retire no it's not not. even a word that and you know I have to be honest I said retiring with joy but really retiring is just a a thing that people understand for that age group yes yes right Yes. Because this
0: means not going to a job five days a week for yes, eight, and ten, living hours and living on your exam. terms. That's right. So that's yep. exactly right.
1: So doing what I'm doing, I've met amazing women like yourself Thank who you. are in their fifties and sixties, starting new businesses, becoming entrepreneurs whether it's in um, a, a, a helping others' business like yours where, you you know, you've written a book, you coach people, whether it's in um, network marketing, whether it's in, um, you know, di- creating their own little home business like they've started making candles or whatever it is, they've decided to start a venture. yeah, And they're doing it in their 50s and 60s. And it's not something they want to stop doing. Mm-hmm. And it's- I know... I know people still doing that in their 70s. So I think that maybe that's the new model of retirement. I'm seeing it so common now
0: yes. and,
1: and so often that the women who are doing that have in their 70s and they're so full of life.
0: That's it. I, because they I, have a reason to get up every day.
1: That's right. They are
0: living their passion. They are they living are. their joy. And they have a purpose to every day.
1: Absolutely, and they have a structure and they've got connections and they've got networks and, oh, it's just, and they're part of a sisterhood that they're just absolutely loving. Um, So um, I think that if you're not going to, if you can't afford to retire or you you can afford to retire but you want to do it with meaning, then both are exactly the same thing.
0: Yes, it is.
1: It is about finding the things that you're passionate about, doing the research, and if you're in a job you hate and you're 50, start now. Exactly. Right? Exactly.
0: And work out what you want to do. So that brings me to one more point, and I know that we are running out of time, but what is the ideal person for you to actually work with? What age are they? Retirement with, right, retiring with joy. Shouldn't it be people in their... Mid- 30s and up, who come to you?
1: No, okay. No, well, the, the statistics say that you should be or, or the advisors say you should be starting to plan for a time and at 45 Okay.
0: Maria, I would have thought it was young, but that's okay.
1: Yeah, so 45 is when you really start looking at your financial planning and your. Now, the okay. reason why I say you've got to know your values and what, what you want to do is because if you value family and then you decide to go and leave all your family and move to another city, you're not living in accordance to your highest level value. If you want financial, if you want to have freedom in your retirement and travel, but then you buy into a retirement village and you're a bit stuck financially, then you're not living your highest value and you're not enjoying your retirement. So I think it's really important to know those things before you start your financial planning. Yes, that's such great
0: advice. One last question, because we really uh, do have to go. And that is, apart from Retirement with Joy, I know that you're very passionate about women. And I know that you're a great supporter of the Me Too movement and everything like that. But what do you feel is the next step
1: with that? Okay, so I think that um, the Me Too movement has definitely changed. And for those who aren't aware about what the Me Too movement is, the Me Too movement came out of uh, what happened in the USA with these very high-powered celebrity and um, film executives who were um, being really inappropriate with women and abusing and assaulting them. So women started banding together and saying, Me Too, um, and they did a hashtag on, on Facebook and Twitter and everywhere. and viral. And it went viral. And I think that that is such an important thing because women were standing up for women and they were standing up with women. Well, they're actually saying enough. Enough. Enough is enough. You, you, yeah. Men, you can't do this anymore. Yes. But I think that there needs to now be another acknowledgement and a real sense of honesty amongst women. And I think I touched on it earlier. Women do abuse women. Yes emotionally. Yes. They do bully women. And it comes from a really old, almost ingrained paradigm in our in our we have our light side as women. We're nurturing. It's it's, it's very much a lack mindset. Yeah. If you have an I
0: can't.
1: Yes, you have an I can't. But I know where it comes from and I understand it. It comes from a almost like a primal time when we needed men to um protect us to survive. Mm -hmm. It was a survival skill. Yes. So we would compete against women. We would judge other women. We would try and put ourselves first. The the men would protect us. I understand that, but we're not in those times anymore. No. I agree. And there was also something that happened where women who, in order to progress in their careers in the nineties, had behaved more. They masculated their behaviour to cope. It was earlier than that. It was was more like in the 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 eighties.
0: The sixties, seventies. There was a movie, there was a movie that came out with um, Melanie Griffiths, which was all about that. And I think that came out in eighty five. So it's mm-hmm. been going so, not... yeah, 70s... on. Ever
1: since women really got into the work- workforce after World War Two. Absolutely. So I think that now we need to stand up as women and say, Okay, we need to elevate one another. We need to to, to stop all the judging and putting each other down. And and I think older women have got a really Strong role in this because as you get older, you stop worrying about all those things. Yeah,
0: I you totally know. agree. I totally agree, and um, I think that's a really great movement. And let's face it, enough is enough.
1: Enough it's is our enough. Time
0: that we got together and I understand that when we collaborate, truly collaborate—not the true meaning of the word. We do amazing things because we create this third energy around us. Mm. Women coming together as women, as knowing who they are. And then you have another woman who exactly the same, who knows who they are. Mm. And then together, we we don't need each other, but we want to be together because we know together we can truly make a difference.
1: And, and I guess the, the, the crux of it is how can we expect to be equal with men if we can't be equal amongst ourselves? And I'm not even saying that you need to like every woman you meet. No. But you can respect her journey and yes. where she's at in her life. But so, I'd, I'd like to take that one step further. Go for what it.
0: What you don't like in that other person, you actually have within yourself. It may be a shadow side you don't like. So actually look at that woman and say, what is it I don't like about you? And where is it in me? And where do I need to heal it? And then
1: thank the lady.
0: You don't have to see her again. But there's no need to bring her down.
1: No. And there's no need to. Body shame, age shame, uh, you know, tear down self-esteem of other women or compete with them in any way because every single one of us have a light inside of us and wisdom inside of us. And we're individuals. I love that saying, you know, be yourself because everyone else is taken. Ladies, be yourself because everyone else is taken. But together we then say to men, no, 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 You really can't do that anymore.
0: Yes.
1: And they, there is a different energy that comes from that.
0: Totally.
1: So I'm saying hashtag I elevate you, ladies.
0: Yes, that's beautiful. Good on you, Maria. Thank you. You have been an amazing guest and we have all of your um, contact details below this video, but I believe that you have a special little gift for all of our uh, viewers.
1: I do, I do. And it's the five reasons why building a sisterhood can support you to retire with joy.
0: I love it. The, yeah, Fantastic. So thank you again for being here. This was an amazing interview. It's not an interview, amazing conversation. Yeah. I just love the way we just let it go wherever. We don't, don't even know what we're going to talk about. <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> we have an idea, but we,
1: we never know what's going on. Right. Through. I'm never lost for words. <laughs> I'm never lost for words. Very rarely.
0: And that's probably why we are probably over time. But anyway. Maria, thank you so much. And everyone, please reach out. Um, As I said, Maria's details are all below. Um, So thank you for being
1: here. Thank you for having me. And
0: that has been another episode of Live Love by Design TV, a place where you truly can learn to live and love each and every day, to love who you are, to love your life and to create your dreams faster. I really appreciate you staying to the end of today's episode. Our conversation went on a little bit longer than planned, though you have to admit there were many, many, many live love gems received today. Isn't life about making sure that you can retire with joy? Isn't it about making sure that each and every day you are filled with laughter, passion and purpose? That is right. So thank you for being here. And I look forward to sharing another episode of Live Love by Design TV with you very shortly. Thank you.